Health Unwrapped is a podcast series from wellness experts Bioglan, discussing some of the most pressing healthcare issues today. It's the conversation you need to hear. We'll be talking about trending topics, making your everyday more active, and how fine-tuning your diet and exercise regime with supplements can support performance and happiness. Hello and welcome to Health Unwrapped, a new podcast series from Bioglan, where we talk about the hottest topics in everyday health. I'm your host, Natalie Silverman, and it's a pleasure to be here with you today, because over the next 12 episodes this year, I'm going to be joined by guests, including Dr. Zoe Williams, Vicky Patterson, Erkan Ramadan and Alex Marks. But we're starting today with the fabulous, not to mention hard as nails, double Olympic gold winning taekwondo superstar and current reigning European champion. Miss Jade Jones. How are you, Jade? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Very good. Really, really good to meet you. What an honour to have you to start this series. And thank you for taking the time to fit us in amongst your prep for this summer's Tokyo Games, where you're going to be going for an incredible three-peat of golds at your weight category. And I saw a post on the day that we're actually talking, just before we share this episode, that it's 100 days to go. Ooh. How's training going? Yeah, it's, it's going really well. Um, I've just got back from a competition, the Europeans. So it was lovely to be able to, you know, fight the world's best again um, and just get a competition. Obviously, it was a, a lot different than I'm used to. But yeah, no training's going really well. I'm enjoying it and can't believe it's 100 days to go already. And you did pretty well in that that one you've just come back from, didn't you? Yeah, not too bad. I got a gold medal. Um, <laughs> I managed to beat most of the opponents by like 20 points as well. So it's a good sign. I'm in good form. So hopefully, you know, I can do the same again in Tokyo. I mean, just one look at your Instagram. Like you spend 10 minutes looking at your Instagram and I was sitting down when I was looking and I was like, I've got to move around. She's so full on. You're so active. And I know that's part of it all. Um, but it's so inspiring watching how hard you put in and how big a blow was it when the Olympics were postponed last year? Because mentally and phys- physically, you put so much into that four-year period and then it's just like, no, you've got to wait. You've got to wait one more year. Yeah, to be honest, it, it, it didn't seem real at first. Like you said, the Olympic cycle is so long already. It's four years um, and I'm not getting any younger. So to, after, you know, it's my third cycle. So I've been doing this for a lot of years. So it is mentally like draining and uh, like a challenge for to have an extra year because you kind of, you know, all tapering down and peaking for this big event. But it was kind of a little bit like a blessing in disguise because I had um, a little injury for the first ever time, which I'm normally quite robust, whereas I had a MCL tear in my knee. So I was actually in a brace when it got postponed. So I was like, oh, like um, this, it was like it was all made for me to to do this free Pete. And um, like I said, I, I've had enough time now to, to get in a much better place than I was last year. So... With that injury, do you have to literally stop for it to recover or is it just really downscaling everything? Well, well, that was the hard bit, to be fair, because at first, um, when I thought the Olympics were still going on, obviously it was like four months to go to the Olympics and I was trying to push it past the point that it needed to be pushed, really, because I needed to get back in time and obviously hungry to train. So I kept injuring it a little bit more. So I think it's finding the balance of recovering it, but also, you know, you've got to keep training and you've got to kind of push it to the line 
to, to get back as quick as possible. Were there any other challenges that you faced because of the postponement? I mean, we just mentioned that injury. Yeah, it was more mentally, um, you know, I see myself as quite a mentally strong person and didn't think it would really affect me, whereas it did, you know, having such a straight goal um, and constantly focused on my next goal and a reason to get out of bed was for that competition, whereas that kind of took it all away. Um, you know, I didn't know when the next competition was. I didn't know what I was training for and, and it was tough, you know what I mean? Um, like the world had literally gone mad and we didn't yeah. have a clue what was going on. And um, I'm really family orientated as well. So not being able to see my family, um, normally I, I see them every single week. So to, to go that amount of time was, you know, is a real struggle. It's like you're using all your resources to just knuckle down and carry on, aren't you? Yes, definitely. I think what worked well was just, you know, what can I get out of each day instead of, looking into the future and the next competition or the next event it was just like you know what can make me happy and healthy for today and that's what kind of got me through it I think that's what so many of us have been doing so it's good to hear we're in good company with you I want to talk a bit about your Olympic experience so far and let's let's start with 2012 and what it felt like fighting then and, and did it help that it was in London? Yeah, uh, 2012, uh, you know, literally my best experience so far and I think nothing will kind of beat it. Um, you know, being just 19 and going to my first Olympics and it, the build-up was just massive, you know, like there was a, a buzz through the whole country and I remember coming out and my coach said to me, um, don't look up because he didn't want me to get distracted. And I just remember thinking, how on earth can I not look up? Like everyone was screaming and like banging their feet and dancing. And it, it was it was literally just this, it was like I was in a dream. It was just, you know, the the best experience ever. I bet. I mean, I got a snippet. I was a torchbearer for 2012 and just the excitement about it all. It was just amazing I mean that atmosphere for us fans was throughout the whole thing just amazing so when you were competing what was it like yeah it, it was just like the biggest buzz ever and um, you know before I fight I always get really nervous and a bit stressed before I'm about to fight obviously because I'm, I'm kind of scared of losing and I, I remember being so nervous before I was about to go on but as soon as I I walked out and everyone was screaming and chanting I just like the nerves just went and I just thought how can I not get get this gold medal with all these people like cheering me on and it just gave me like a booster button and I just wanted to to keep kicking and attacking and um like I said it just gave me another level amazing and and how long did it take to to actually realize that you'd won for it to sink in to be fair I think it took a couple of years to actually uh you know proper sink in and I remember you know watching people on the tv for for years when I was a kid and seeing them win gold medals and stuff and I it never felt at first that I'd won the same thing um but yeah it was a, a couple of years later where I actually realized like wow like I'm actually Olympic champion and you know I've, I've done it already when I was, I was literally 19 um so yeah it took a, it took a while to sink in the dedication that you've put in as well and then to get that goal and then you go to Brazil in 2016 was your preparation for that any different I mean obviously you've got a medal in the bag now so there must be a bit more confidence about you yeah I think every Olympics is totally different like I said that first one was kind of I had like a youthfulness and not afraid of nothing kind of thing like I didn't even really know what I was doing I just rocked up and obviously fought my heart out and then the next one it was like you said all the pressure was on me and it was it was more of a mental um, like strength and like mental toughness. And, you know, I was the favourite and I hadn't lost in like a year and a half. So it was like 
if I lost, it was a massive fail. So I remember like feeling so pressured. And I think I remember even crying before the semi-final because I felt like that much pressure. But um, so that time when I won, it was more relief, if anything, like, oh, thank God I've done it. Would you say you thrive, though, when you know that everyone's kind of coming for you? Yeah, I think uh, that's what my coach has always said to me as well. Um, like sometimes I don't perform when when it's not like high pressure. It's, you know, when my back's against the wall and it's kind of life or death, that's when I perform the most. Um, like I said, it's like another level just comes. So I'm hoping the same will happen again. And what about motivation like if you're feeling down or low on energy we've had such a challenging year and you, you you know you've had an injury to overcome how do you motivate yourself if you're just not feeling it I don't always feel motivated some days you know I am human I do wake up and think oh I'm tired today like should I fake an injury or should I say I'm sick but then what I say is it's commitment over motivation so I'm not always motivated but I'm always committed I know what it takes to to get that gold medal or to get the goal so I've just got to do it like sometimes I don't fancy it but I just force myself there do the work because otherwise if I don't I know the gold won't come of it because I saw one of your little posts on Instagram and you were on like a spin bike with your mask and you could just see it in your eyes and you were like, here's another one. And you were like, eyes on the prize. <laughs> and you just like you say, yeah. just focus on on that amazing prize. How, how has your training regime and elite training generally, would you say, changed over the last decade? To be honest, it, it probably hasn't. It's just stayed the same. But um, that's what gets harder, obviously. You know, when I was 17 and it was all new and exciting and... You know, it was a lot easier, whereas now I'm 28. It's like, you know, 11 years on and it's still hard graft. It doesn't get any easier because um, I think if I start thinking, oh, I'm a bit older now, so I can take it a bit easier. I won't be at the level I am. So I try to keep pushing and to keep training just as hard. If anything, it's just got a little bit more clever. So instead of just constantly kicking like I used to when I was young, it would be more tactical and more clever and uh, more focused training. Find your stride and anything is possible. Recover faster, stronger and healthier with BioGlan Active Curcumin. Curcumin is the effective compound within the turmeric plant and has been used for hundreds of years to reduce body inflammation, keeping you motivated and moving. BioGlan Active Curcumin tablets and the orange-flavoured effervescent are high strength with biopurine to enhance absorption. Perfect for maintaining an active, high-energy lifestyle. Buy now from Holland & Barrett, Boots or Amazon. I want you to talk a bit more about how you then approach an active session. You're talking about that strategy side. Just elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, I think it, mentally, like you said, if, if I'm not motivated and I, I walked in and kind of just turned up, I wouldn't get the most out of the session. So every morning um, I kind of like have a journal and, you know, write down what I want to get out of the session and how I want to be today. And for me, that's what gets the most out of me as a person and me as an athlete as well, because I know clear like how I want to be today, what I want to get out of it. And then I've got a, a, a short term focus as well instead of just, you know, rocking up to the session and kind of going through the motions. Have you got some post-workout rituals as well then? You kind of explain what happens before a session. Yeah, so to be honest, it's it's quite boring. It's uh, nothing exciting, but I just come home and, you know, get a quick shower and then I've got to, you know, get me fuel in me and get enough food in me. Sometimes have a little nap as well when it's been a really tough session. And then back I go again, back to the sweaty gym for another session. Are you quite good then at just getting that shut eye? 
because you you lit your body's so shattered I suppose yeah to be fair you know sleep you know is really important um I definitely can feel when I've not you know recovered and not slept well um and yeah definitely a, a nap at midday is the best part of being an athlete <laughs> I think just being able to switch off and do it it's brilliant it's a brilliant thing to be able to do how do you then build supplements into a training routine can you talk us through that yeah so for, for me i um the best way to get it is any supplements i take i try to get them first thing in the morning otherwise it's quite easy to forget and then you've, you've got a routine then of you know just taking them straight away um obviously there might be different ones that you have to take in the night or but definitely um that would be my advice just get them down you're straight in the morning and then you can just go about your day then. And how aware would you say you are of the importance of bone health, muscle function, connective tissue and, and other micro elements of the body? I mean, I'm sure you're pretty in tune with what your body's doing. Yeah, I see like, you know, the body as a machine. Um, it's like a car and it needs the right fuel. Um, and, you know, if it doesn't, it doesn't perform. Like I know if if I'm missing any um, nutrients or like I said, I've not had enough sleep or I've not had the right food. Um, I can tell. So yeah, like I said, I see my body as a machine and I want to fuel it the best I can. So I always make sure I have a, a pit stop and, you know, check in with BioGlan and see where I'm at, see what I'm needing. And if there is anything I'm, I'm missing or not, you know, not got quite enough of, then I'll just make sure I'm taking something to to just make sure I'm, you know, at, at the perfect amount. And what about things like we talked about that injury? How do you identify and manage joint pain and inflammation? Like when you, you, you've got out of bed and maybe a bit creaky one morning? I think it's just knowing your body. Like like you said, sometimes I'll, you know, feel a bit inflamed or feel a bit more sore. Um, and obviously there's, there's natural ingredients in food as well, like taking the right things that can... Um, like reduce it or then if you need a little bit of help obviously there's a supplement for that as well um, and just just knowing your body as well to to back off a little bit so you know if you are feeling a bit sore and fatigued not pushing it too far because then it can make it even worse in the long run maybe having a bit of a recovery day and kind of easing up a little bit so what does that look like for you what's that recovery day or easing off day compared to us mere mortals as average human beings <laughs> yeah I, I just tried to put my feet up and you know like totally rest and switch off be really hydrated that's a really important thing make sure you're fueling right and you've got all the nutrition um, and then for extra help as well you know like ice baths as well that's that really helps me it's, it's cold um, and does it ever get easier getting in one no definitely not <laughs> I think it gets worse if anything because you know what's coming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how aware were you of for example curcumin's history and pain relief and anti-inflammatory medicine to be fair it's only recently um you know I've learned more about that and it's crazy that it naturally helps inflammation and naturally helps so many different things so it's only recently that I've learned a lot more about it. And are you finding that you're constantly still learning more about what you can do to kind of supplement and benefit your body? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously the science and um, the new things that are coming out, you know, every, every other day, uh, just constantly learning. Like back in the day, it used to literally just be, you know, get some sleep. That was it. That's all you could do. Whereas now there's lots more science and lots more, you know, benefits that you can take from all, all different angles, really. And do you find it fascinating or do you find it a bit like, oh my goodness, like a bit overwhelming with everything else that you've got to kind of be studying and, and understanding? Yeah, I, I've always found it really interesting. Um, like I said, I literally do see my body as a machine. So, you know, I'm always interested in ways I can improve it and what works best. And like I said, um, you know, just seeing the difference in training when you have 
have nailed it and have got it right is um, no, it's, it's good. So I want to just get a bit more of an insight into your mind and how you go about building a regime of diet supplements and exercise with a specific goal in mind. I mean, obviously, we've got kind of a, a really huge event ahead. So just talk me through a bit about the kind of pieces that you put in place. Yeah, I think just making sure you do give your body a bit of a pit stop and check in where you are. I think a lot of people just crack on and think, oh, I'll be fine. Um, You know, and think you're not strong if you don't just crack on. Whereas just knowing your body and and finding out what it needs as well, it is important because everyone is so different and unique and everyone will need little add-ons and different um, nutrients that they're lacking. So I think, like I said, just kind of see that and know that and, you know, health literally as well for make sure you're looking after your body. And what about any other workout tips in the world of Taekwondo that, that we can we can be doing? I think my biggest tip would be to get it done uh, first thing in the morning. That's what I say about everything. Um, you know, when you've got up and you've chilled and you've watched TV, you know, I can't be bothered going training after that and um, no one can. And then it, it the day goes by and then you've not done anything. Whereas as soon as you get out of bed, if you, you know, set yourself, and do 30 minutes training and then you feel so much better for the rest of the day then and it really does give you a buzz and and then everything goes on from that you end up eating healthier you end up going to bed on time and stuff it just helps so much and just finally jade it's been so brilliant getting into your head a little bit about how you manage everything that you do what are the easy tips on how we can maintain an active lifestyle especially during difficult times when maybe people have been more sedentary than they'd like to be because of you know what's gone on and life kind of just starting to pick up again what tips would you give I think you know pick something that you enjoy um like you said it is a hard time so you know be kind to yourself and you know don't put yourself down you know it has been hard for everyone and um you know wherever you're at just like I said, try and pick something that you enjoy, whether it's doing a sport now, which you can do with other people, or whether it's going for a walk or going for a run and and just, just you know, build up slowly. Don't try and exert yourself too much. Start off with a walk, then move into a run and just, you know, do something that makes you happy and, and you know, is good for your body as well. It's so good to hear that you have to force yourself. If you don't like running, you don't have to do it. Find something else to do. And I think the more people hear it, the more they can maybe allow themselves to change their mind and not do the thing that everyone else is maybe doing and do something that, like you say, that fits them. Exactly. You know, there's there's tons of sports. There's so many different things. And, you know, there's got to be one that you can find that you can enjoy. Whether, Like you said, it doesn't have to be the same as everyone else. You don't have to listen to everyone else. Just do what makes you happy and healthy. And like you said, your mind and your body will appreciate that. And, you know, it'll be um, so good for you. Did you have many mates doing taekwondo when you first started? To be fair, no. Um, I ended up going on my own. But um, all my friends used to say, like, oh, it's boring that. And, like, you know, they wanted me to, like, play out and have sleepovers and stuff. But, you know, I stuck to it. And then now they're like, oh, yeah, that's why you were going taekwondo all that time. <laughs> now we get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jade, thank you so much for joining us. What a joy to have you here and listen to talk about staying active and building body strength. And we just wanted to wish you the very best of luck this summer from me, from our listeners and from everybody at Biogland. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you so much. No, thank you very much. And please join us next time for episode two in this 12-episode series where we'll be speaking to Biogland's resident expert, Andrew Petru. 
We'll be talking about the importance of taking time every day to look after your body, especially in light of the physical and mental changes we've all faced over the last year. Don't forget to hit subscribe now on your podcast platform of choice to stay up to date on Biogland's Health Unwrapped series. And you can go back and listen to series one and two to find out more about Biogland supplements. Follow us on Instagram at Biogland Supplements, on Facebook at Biogland UK, or visit biogland.co.uk. And all our products are available to buy on Amazon now.